0: Welcome to the Elevate Your Equity Podcast, where we, as married, busy professionals, leverage real estate investing to unlock the three plus one degrees of freedom, health, location, time, and financial. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We are so glad to see you. And today we're going to be talking about the takeaways that we heard from Krista and Johnny Nelson on our last show. So let's jump right in. The first thing that I heard from the show uh, was that you should allow some time for your spouse to get on the same page as you and just allow them to do that in their own time. There's no reason for you to rush and try to push someone uh, to understand something quicker than they are ready to do that. And we saw that in the story that Krista was talking to us about getting herself up to speed on real estate investing. So if you're that spouse that's really excited about real estate investing, please allow your spouse to catch up with you and in their own process too. Don't be trying to force stuff onto them because that's just gonna make them push themselves away. I'm sure there are some instances in which I may have done that to Sophie (laughs) early on. And so I can attest to the fact that it is much more effective to just let your spouse or partner see your enthusiasm and then let them catch up to you that way.
1: Yeah. And it's like anything, you know, you want to be the example. We want to see you be able to like have fun in it. And if if you're, I mean, sometimes that enthusiasm is great and you want, you know, you're coming from a place of enthusiasm to push your partner, but if it's coming from a place of impatience, mm. then, you know, take some time to reflect on that because your, your partner will probably pull away, of course. And yeah, we've had yeah. moments like that where Derek's <laughs> so, yeah, he's so enthusiastic, And And impatient too, I should add. And I've been like that too. And sometimes when we're so enthusiastic, we're not able to communicate everything that needs to, be communicating in order for our partners, our spouses to get the full picture of what the next steps are.
0: Yeah. What ends up happening is the spouse ends up overshadowing the message and that's (laughs) not what you want, right? You don't want the personality to overtake the whole point of the thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so please, you know, um, have some patience and allow some time, allow your your spouse or your partner to work it through their own journey, as long as you're genuine.
1: Yeah. And then keeping in mind also that everyone has such different learning styles that sometimes the reason why, for example, Derek is a huge spreadsheet guy. He has the engineer analytical brain, very logical. And sometimes, you know, in order to get your spouse on the same page is to not to show the spreadsheets. Cause that's a big, <laughs> big turn off for me, but it's just to show the vision. Right. And so tap into those different access points of what it is that's going to make your spouse excited about what you're doing, because really, at the end of the day, if you are excited, your spouse will be too, but they need to be able to see the whole picture and the vision clearly before hopping on board.
0: Yeah, I think that's very well said. And actually, is a perfect segue into the second point that we had here. That second point is that sometimes the way in which spouses work together, it may be unclear initially, but... In time, an obvious and very, very clear and transparent route will start emerging. Right. And so you just have to trust that that, that will happen. OK, for us, I think, um, you know, a very real example of that happening was when we were starting out, I had started to have vent some frustrations on a multifamily that we had purchased. And Sophie had helped guide me through the process of like, hey, you know, this is a learning opportunity. This is, a, this is time for you to do this. Let me help you with this thing. And up until that point, she really wasn't involved too much, even though she was wanting to be, right? She really wanted it to. And I was the one that was holding us both back from all of this. So I think that like the enthusiasm that's there, sharing that with your spouse, that's important. That's point one. And then point two, allowing it to naturally and organically emerge Because then that feels right. Like something just starts happening. You don't want to be forcing things. So just being flexible and open and then listening to your spouse about what they need, all that stuff will happen. But definitely it will emerge. Just be patient and let your spouse do it in their own way. Mm Now, let's do a quick shift because in their show, they started talking about construction and managing rehabs. And I really love the fact that they talked about doing that within a marriage too. Uh, Even though one spouse may not be fully involved in the rehab work and the other one is, there's still ways to have both involved in that process. And what we took away from their example was that perhaps the person that's involved may not be able to keep their cool right? And so you can have your spouse or your partner help stand there as a filter or help you while you're there at the job site about, about ready to explode, right? Be able to articulate or mediate for you, right? And the, if there's a conflict or if there's some sort of issue, right? And so in general, having a spouse that's present, that can take your message and either filter it <laughs> or kind of adjust it so that it makes it appears easier and it's just a better way to like work with external vendors. I think that's a really important point to make very hard to do, but also really useful because you'd be otherwise damaging relationships.
1: And this does go back to the different personality styles. So again, if one person is, has that analytical side or may not I have the it. best social skills mm-hmm. to come in, this would be the perfect opportunity for the spouse who may have the better social skills to one say, wow, this is a great opportunity for me to understand what's happening as well as play a role in it. And it could be a really important role going oh, forward. yeah. And so you, you just never know. And yeah. I really like what Kristen and Johnny shared as well, just because, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to conduct a business relationship. And again, you know this, this is completely a, a business of networking and of connection and of relationships. And so if there is a person on the team that is better or naturally more adept at, at handling those relationships, you'd be surprised at how further and faster you can go because there won't be as much friction.
0: Yeah. I I think that's so great. I love the example that Johnny and, and Krista set up about that particular situation being in the home and being extremely upset at the contractor. And then Krista sitting there mediating. But what I really like is what Sophie is talking about is like, for me, even I'm like the spreadsheets person. I do love to talk with people, but sometimes like I the message doesn't come across correctly. So, but if Sophie understands where I'm coming from and she's good at working with people, then she can use the knowledge that she had gained from me and then explain it in her language and her personality to other people. And then that helps that proxy is us, but it's, it's her is the front facing person. And that's just an incredibly valuable tool. If you're raising capital, or if you're talking with investors, or if you're talking with even brokers or property managers, I think that's a really important thing is to have you know, the right person front facing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Long message, but hopefully that made sense for you guys. Number four, if you're going to do things cheaply, you're going to get burned. Cutting budgets can backfire. So I just want to put that out there. I'm sure this makes sense for a lot of people, but, you know, the way that I look at this is like, okay, typical situation comes up with your property manager where you have leaks, right? In piping. And so basically you're seeing wet spots in the ceiling or wet spots in the wall. And when you open it up, you can see that it's like galvanized pipe, which means it's really old. So you have an option right now, right? If you're going to go the cheap route, you can just patch up the hole and then, re-drywall it and call it a day. If you're going to do it right, you're going to open up all the walls and replace all of the galvanized piping to just do it right there and take care of the risk. And what they're trying to say is that every time that you try to do something cheaply and basically cut corners, right? And say, oh, whatever, it won't, it won't happen, or I just don't have the money for it. It's going to most likely backfire on you in the future. And you're going to have to do it anyway later on when it's even more expensive. So please make sure that you have enough money in your budget with a contingency so you can take care of things as they come up. All right. Number five, when evaluating a rehab, start looking at the foundation first, then the roof, then major items like air conditioning furnaces and stuff like that. And then start backing out the quality of the finish And place yourself in the mind of the tenant or the customer's shoes as to whether or not you would go for that type of finish or those type, you would tolerate those types of issues with the roof or the foundation or those types of things, okay? So when you're looking at rehab, you're trying to figure out what you need to tackle, right? When you're doing your rehab. And so looking first at the major things is going to help save you a lot of time. Um, And if there's a major problem, then obviously you walk away from it if you're not prepared to take that on. Number seven, commit to having lots of time on the phone and reviewing pictures and movies. And over time, you will develop the rules of thumb to refer to your contractors when it comes to cost. So please, you know, I know that there's a lot of confusion. And when I first started, it was like, how do you determine construction costs and rehab costs? And that was all just Greek to me. It was really hard to do. The advice that I would say here is start with material costs. Like you can go onto Home Depot and figure out like how much, you know, some flooring works. And as long as you have the dimensions for how much you want, you can back calculate how much the material costs are, and then figure out what a reasonable cost per hour would be and how long it would take to do the work. Right. So replacing a toilet, just intuitively, if you're going to replace the entire toilet, I think it's like what, 250 bucks for the material, 300 bucks And then you're going to have to hire a guy for maybe three hours, four hours. And you pay him what, 50 bucks an hour, 30 bucks an hour. It depends on what part of the country you're in. And so you just tally up those costs and try to do the best that you can to benchmark that. And over time, you'll start getting experience and adding to your mentality to know, oh, that's too much time. That's too too little of a material cost. It'll just happen over time organically. So just trust us with that. All right. Next to last lesson here. Be transparent with the contractor up front that lots of communication will be needed. Contractor management is so difficult because it's this weird relationship where it is symbiotic in a way, but as soon as someone gets their feelings hurt, um, things can go wrong, right? And so there's different incentives. Contractor wants to get paid, Right. The owner or operator, they want to get the work done for the cheapest amount of of money and also get it done quicker. So you can see how there's like kind of this conflict of interest. So you just have to navigate that well. And that's where having your spouse on board can help with the communication. But either way, whenever you hire a contractor, make sure that the communication is there and that they expect to be spoken to quite a lot. Last point I wanted to make that I took away from Krista and Johnny is get away from the mindset of doing everything yourself. And more specifically, they were talking about, do you remember when we were at, um, at the house in California where we were doing all the flooring, we were doing all the paint, mm-hmm. we were doing all of that work. They're highly recommended that you get away from the mindset of doing everything yourself. It's very tempting to do that. But honestly, if you have to do that to make the numbers work, you're probably too lean. It probably will not work. Mm-hmm. And I remember us Going into the house and actually almost getting hurt um, a few times. Oh when yeah, we're at that I, house.
1: I fell down the stairs <laughs> at one point. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, exactly. You know that's such an important lesson because in the beginning, and I would say that you want to get experience of understanding how certain things work. I think we took it a little bit too far. We like. <laughs> we, we use YouTube university, learn how to do everything ourselves. We ripped up carpets. We use, we learned how to use a wood saw, lay flooring, you know, paint. I think this, you know, what was it? 25 foot tall ceilings. I think at the end of the day, like it, you know, like I said, it could be worth it to do it one time, to just learn, to get the experience so that it gives you an idea of how much things cost, how much time it'll take, so that when you, you do delegate it to a contractor, that you have a really good understanding and you could talk, you could speak the language. But um, going forward, it was really important for us to think about how, how valuable our, our time was because we were actually working all day and then doing the rehabs either before work or after work. And it was really, really hard in our relationship at the time, just because, you know we were so tired, and when things came up, it just took so much energy to figure it out versus just to say, "Hey, let's let's call somebody to help us figure it out together." Yeah, that mindset we learned. <laughs> it may seem like you're saving money, but it, it can actually cost you money in the long term. So developing the yeah. mindset of trusting others and not doing everything yourself because you will get burnt out like you we did
0: you will get burnt out and you may also get to a point where you're doing something unsafe right and now you're entering into this realm of like now it's really not worth it to do it yourself because you're yeah you're, you're not spending extra money to hire someone but maybe you don't have the tools maybe you don't have the experience and so you're doing rework it's something that very to consider well As long as you have someone to help guide you through it, or you know what you're doing, or you really need this to happen, or you're really on a short budget, we strongly consider you to think about not doing stuff yourself, just because it'll take a lot quicker. It'll get done right. Uh, You'll have someone to have the work get insured. So if something goes wrong, then they can come back and fix it. Just uh, too many things all the way around that that will work out well for you if you don't do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's what I just wanted to say there Mm -hmm. on that. Cool. Well, those are some of the main points I wanted to take away from the show with Johnny and Krista. And uh, we just wanted to thank you, the audience, for listening to this podcast. And if you enjoyed it, please make sure that you like comment, subscribe, and then maybe even join us on our open mastermind Facebook group. Just go to Elevate Equity Tribe. Just go ahead and type in the search bar. You should be able to find us. And then every week we have a mastermind where we talk about specific topics or we'll bring on guests who are experts in their field. And then we just kind of brainstorm with them, mastermind with them, ask questions, uh, and just kind of all learn together as well. So we're really excited to have you on there. And once again, thanks again for listening. And we hope that you like, subscribe, comment to us. And we hope to see you again next week. So that being said, this is Derek.
1: And this is Sophie.
0: We're signing off. Thanks, guys.